All right. So today, like I said, I have Spencer Goldberg joining me again. Thank you, Spencer, for joining the show. Happy to have you on here again. Thank you for having me. All right. So we're going to start off with uh, our top players. You know, you can just give your list and, you know, why you enjoy that player, why you have liked that player. We can just kind of talk about it. So go ahead and start. Yep. Uh, so starting out at number five, I got a wide receiver, uh, played at Alabama in college. Uh, World Tide, I don't know. I'm a big fan. You know that. Uh, And he currently plays for the Atlanta Falcons, and that's wide receiver Julio Jones. So with Julio, I mean, whenever I see him on the field, he's he's always electric. I mean, started the decade. He was a captain at Alabama. He won their first national championship for them in 17 years in 2010. He was drafted by the Falcons sixth overall in 2011 and really hasn't even slowed down from there. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler and two-time All-Pro. He's led the league in receiving twice uh, while having only one year throughout his entire career without uh, getting over 900 yards receiving, which is outstanding for me and just anyone when you think about it. I mean, he, they were really close. I mean, sadly, they blew the 28-3 lead against New England. He almost captured that Super Bowl, but I think if they get the right pieces around him in Atlanta, he could win a Super Bowl, and who knows, maybe even an MVP one day. Yeah, how many years do you think he has left? He's been how, – how long has he been in the league for? You said seven or so? He got drafted in 2011, so what is that, nine? Yeah, it's been a while. He's been he's he's a veteran for sure. Yep. Okay, so um, I see that you have Drew Brees on your list next. Obviously, yep. a, a franchise quarterback there. But what are some of your reasons for choosing him? So with Drew, is the old debate. You know, he just last season he uh, passed. I want to say it was Manning for all time uh, touchdown uh, passes. And, I mean, that's just the beginning of it. He's the career leader in passing yards as well. I mean, when you think about it in the clutch, I know the Saints, they've had some trouble in the playoffs. I'm not going to say, you know, it was them personally, but, you know, the refs did get them a couple times. And, uh, you know, but there's nothing you can really do there. But Breeze, I mean, Personally, he I, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks, probably next to Mahomes. Mahomes, he still has a, a big career ahead of him. But with Breeze, he's defined himself, won a Super Bowl against the Colts uh, back in his uh, younger days with the Saints. But, I mean, no matter what you put with him, new running backs, new wide receivers, Drew Breeze will always be there. And the Saints will always be a contender with him at their quarterback helm. Yeah, he's someone I see as being like he's almost like a coach out there. I feel like he always knows what he's doing. You mentioned, oh, yeah. you know, whenever he has a new player, he always uh, adjusts to it. I think, I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit. Honestly, he's been a great quarterback for. Many I mean, years. people always say that Brady's better than him, but yeah. let's be honest. The only thing Brady has more is Super Bowls. When you look at every other number wise, Reese is above him on that category. Yeah, he also has a lot. Uh, Tom Brady has had a lot more targets to throw to also, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So that's a big reason. Okay, I know you're a big soccer fan, so we'll move on to your next one. I don't know much about soccer, so yeah, uh, 
you know, Big Messi. I mean, that's a, a household name. Everyone hears his name. So yeah, I got at number three, Lionel Messi uh, from Argentina, plays club at FC Barcelona. Uh, so Messi, he's won five in this day, five of his six awards, uh, which is the award for soccer players who are the best in the world for that season. Um, six Golden Boot Awards as the leading scorer of the top division in all five major European leagues, uh, which, I mean, is amazing for that right. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that really he hasn't done for Argentina is won that World Cup. They did make it one time with him. Uh, I believe it was against Germany. Uh, the last two World Cups. Not this one, but the one before that. Um, and, I mean, when he's out there, he's one of the, if not the most electrifying soccer player in the world. I mean, when he has the ball feet, really no one that can stop him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think you said he's such a, a big impact. I see kids wearing his jersey all the time. I think that's huge. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not that big of a – soccer fan or know too much about it but I know Messi's name and I know that he yep. has such a big impact all right so I also had this guy on my list Mike Trout um yep. so I mean it's not there's so much you could say about Mike Trout but let's yep. hear what your, your thoughts on him so I got number two Mike Trout uh the uh, Los Angeles Angels outfielder I mean since Trout debuted in uh 2011 at 19 years of age He's just been astronomically better than almost every single player in all of the major league baseball. Yeah, and one thing – sorry to interrupt you, but one thing I wanted to mention is um, – I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but this dude has not won a World Series, and he's still the best, in my opinion, one of the best players of baseball to ever play. And it's it's sad because of all his skill, but – Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, the first player that comes to mind when you – five-tool player is Mike Trout. Yeah, And even I've heard uh, analysts like, who know, like Jeff Passan, Buster Only, those guys, they've even said he might be the first six-tool player. Now, we don't know what that even entails, but that's just how amazing this man is. Yeah. And I remember, like, when we were were younger, they talked about, like, Albert being that way. It's crazy that Albert's his teammate now, but, I mean – I think Mike Trout's even better than, than Albert Pujols. Oh, I mean, when you look at numbers-wise and awards, I mean, yeah. Trout, he's eight-time All-Star, three-time MVP. I believe Albert is a three-time MVP in his mm-hmm. own right. But, I mean, Trout still has a whole long career left. I yeah. mean, he's he got dra- he made his day in 2011 and has been in the league for nine years. But I honestly could see him playing for – and who knows, maybe even 20 years. That's yeah. just how good he is. For sure. I mean, I can even see him playing different sports too. Like, he's just that much of an athletic guy. I mean, I can see him yeah. playing linebacker in football or yeah. you know, some other I know sport. He's a big Eagles guy being from Philly. So, you never know, man. Michael yeah. Jordan. All right, let's get to your last one LeBron James, of course. Yeah. So, I got number one LeBron James. Uh, from a, he throughout this decade he played with the Heat, Cavs, and then recently just went to the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, where to start with LeBron? I mean, there's just so much to say about the guy, but 
one thing that really sticks out to me with LeBron, the man knows how to win no matter who's on his team around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at teams when he started out in Cleveland, they didn't go to an NBA Finals, but they were always contenders uh, in the playoffs in his, young, his first stint with Cleveland. Then he went to Miami, made the big three with D. Wade and Chris Bosh, and he had different role players around him. I mean, they, that's where he won his first championships. And, I mean, he I, – like, I'm, I'm speechless when it comes to yeah. describing the guy because he's just so good in his own right. And I know that people will say, you know, you're a LeBron or a Jordan, but why compare and debate about them when you can just appreciate how good both guys right. are? Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, what do you think – how long is his contract with the Lakers, and what do you think his impact? Do you think they're going to get a championship there? And what were your thoughts on that that move to L.A.? So, with his move to L.A., I know everyone was saying that he did that in his own right, you know, for money reasons, and he wanted to be in a big city, you know, big market like L.A. is. Uh, personally – him teaming up with Anthony Davis, I do believe that if this season, I mean, who knows if this season will be completed, but I tell you what, they are primed to win a championship. If not this season, I truly believe that they'll win one next season. No doubt. And I think that's what you're, you're talking about is always finds players to uh, win championships with. There's been so much debate about, you know, him moving places, but yeah. I think I'm big on this is players getting too much, uh, I don't know, the media always knocks them down. And, you know, they're human just like us. So yeah. I think, you know, you got to do what you got to do and you got to win championships. And at the end of the day, it's just a game. So, all right, with that being said, uh, I'm going to move down to my list. This list isn't – it's going to be more of a, more of an opinion kind of thing because I, uh, I like these guys personally, uh, oh, yeah. not just for their success, but just for things that they've done. So – for one, Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina is, in my opinion, one of the franchise players of the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Um, career stats, I mean, he has 282 average, which isn't outstanding, but, you know, every year he, he hits 250 to 300, and he's, he's a clutch guy. Um, I think yeah. people don't realize if you don't watch the Cardinals, you don't see the little things that he does, uh, the little, you know, when he throws someone out or when he – hits a bloop hit. He doesn't hit too many home runs, but he hits those blue pits and those little things add up. And I just think that um, the Cardinals wouldn't really be where they were without Yadier Molina. And that shows a lot for me. And that's important because being a Cardinals fan and just a, it shows appreciation for one player to, you know, I'm hoping that he stays here. I know we're all going to be heartbroken. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more, hopefully in another episode about the return of him and Pujols possibly. But I mean, He's just all around a great team player, in my opinion. So I tell you what, if, if without Yachty, you, you think of it in 2006, I mean, he was a young player back then, but without him being the starting catcher that he was, and I know he hit the clutch go ahead home run against the Mets in the NLCS, mm-hmm. and being back there with all those veteran pitchers, without him, I don't think the Cardinals would have won the World Series in 11 or 06 and 11. Yeah, I think just him being a catcher, you, know, you always say a catcher's a quarterback. Um, I honestly, he, honestly think he's like a coach because yeah. man is so smart, and I, it just amazes me 
what he can do on the field and work with his pitchers, especially the young guys. I think of Jack Flaherty. You know, he's brought him into the league, and Jack Flaherty's an elite pitcher now. And I think Yachty deserves some of that credit. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, the next guy, obviously, I added Mike Trout, uh, like you said, a five-tool guy. And I wanted to touch a little bit more on them not winning World Series because I think of all these players who uh, get that World Series title and they're not to the caliber of what Mike Trout has done. You, you look at what he's done to train his body coming into the league at age 19. And I just hope someday that he gets the chance to win a World Series because uh, he's done so much for the game and developed a different uh, style of play, in my opinion. You know, he hustles, he plays hard. So I'd like for you to touch on that, um, on his style of play. What do you think is that's done for the game of baseball? I mean, not only has it influenced other players around who are actively playing in, you know, the minors or even the major leagues for that matter, but I think it's influenced, you know, younger kids. I mean, kids our age and even younger to, you know, really go out there and just if like Mike Trout has done throughout his entire career, if you put in the hard work, you know, lift, uh, I mean, run, just do anything possible to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. You will be elite one day, no matter what you do in your life. And it doesn't even have to be for baseball for that matter. Yeah. It's influenced people for all different sports. I mean, Mike Trout is one of the strongest men in all of professional sports. No doubt. Yeah, he work, He just works hard. That's, that's simply yeah. what it is. All right, uh, my next guy is Pat Mahomes. Um, I'm, I've become a Chiefs fan. I know I, I've hopped on that wagon ever since the Rams left. But watching him, you watch his highlights, career stats, nearly 10,000 yards, almost there, um, and only 18 interceptions with 76 touchdowns. Incredible. I mean, um, he just – he brings swagger to the game, kind of like Mike Trout, uh, you know, with his no-look passes. And I think that's great for the game. I think that uh, people try to be like him, and um, I'm happy that he got that title and uh, bring it back to the Chiefs. But I think almost like Yadier Molina, um, he knows how to play the game the right way, and uh, he's very intelligent with what he does. Uh, being a young guy, I think the factor he, – he played baseball as well. I think that really helped him. His uh, dad was a professional pitcher in the majors. Yeah, was, uh, was Mahomes – Drafted by the A's, or was that um, – uh, That was Kyler Murray. So, okay. Well, anyways, I mean, I just think that that impacted him uh, tremendously, and he's going to be in the league for who knows how long, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. I mean, I mean he's going to be definitely in the ranks of guys like Drew Brees. And, and those I'll tell you guys. what, too. I saw a video a couple weeks ago on Mahomes, and he – I want to say Team USA – I want to say it was 14U, and Mahomes was the starting pitcher for Team USA. They were playing Japan in one of those, uh, like, I guess, invitationals or whatever. Mm -hmm. He was an outstanding pitcher. And, I mean, that shows you – I mean, we've seen what his arm can do with the football, but imagine him pitching in the majors. I mean, you could see another one of those guys being a crossover athlete. Yeah, incredible athlete. I don't know if he'll do it one day because he is so successful right now in the start of his career in the NFL, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, that's another debate is the whole thing, what to choose, baseball or football. That seems to be one of the biggest, uh, I guess, co 
sports that people are, are both playing. Uh, mm. but we can get more to that. But I want to uh, do my fourth athlete, uh, LeBron James, like you mentioned, outstanding athlete. The way he trains his body is something that I really uh, like to emphasize on because he's getting older, but um, it doesn't seem that way. And he's always seems like he's always ahead of that competition. Um, I'm not, I don't follow basketball too much, but whenever I do, it is LeBron James in the headlines, uh, yeah. doing something spectacular. And uh, another thing I wanted to add, and another reason I have a lot of these players is how they give back to the community. I think that um, LeBron James being uh, the athlete that he is, he's really used that to impact the community. And I think that's awesome. Uh, but he's, I think he's got a few more years left in him and uh, I'd like to see him win another championship just to cap it off. So that'd be awesome. I could uh, see him definitely waiting until his uh, oldest son gets in the league. Yeah, that would be 2023. So that's another thing. Um, I was talking with one of my friends the other day about this and that's three years. I think he could make it. Uh, it'd be incredible to see. Uh, do you think that they would be on the same team if that happened or? I don't know about the same team. I'll tell you what, though. Whenever Bronny does get drafted in the league, I, he'll, he'll be a lottery pick. I mean, at a freshman this year at Sierra Canyon, he was good. Uh, but, I mean, he was playing with the most elite high school basketball players in the country. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, when he has four more years to grow, not only height-wise but strength, and, I mean, LeBron being his father – I mean, his opportunities are endless. So. For sure. All right, my last athlete, I know if you guys know me, you're going to know who this is. But Marcus Stroman, okay? Um, Marcus Stroman is, hasn't – people will say he hasn't had the best career, but I want to note one thing in specific. Um, he tore his ACL, and that's normally a nine-month recovery. Uh, this man made it back in six months. And not only that, he pitched in a playoff game and had an outstanding performance. That doesn't show you how much of an athlete he is. Um, I don't know what I can do to convince you. Um, just the whole HCMH thing, I have, you know, I have that tattoo. I'm inspired by him. Um, but he's just done such, so much for the game. Uh, like I said, he hasn't been to that um, top-tier performance yet. But I, he's still young, and I think he's going to get to that spot. Um, I know I have my own opinion on this. I like to hear your thoughts on him. Uh, but I think he just doesn't get enough attention, and rather he gets too much negative stuff. But it's incredible how he can uh, manage that and still perform at such a high level. Yeah. I mean, one thing that mind uh just right off the top of my head was Stroman uh when he pitched that championship game in the uh well started the championship game in the world baseball classic uh yeah. when was that I think three two, uh 2016 I think it was 2016 yeah and I mean he he was electric I mean he pitches with a different type of swagger yeah feel that not many guys do anymore and don't in he's great in his Right, and joining the Mets, I mean, with Syndergaard uh, and DeGrom, two of great pitchers in their own right, I think the Mets could win a World Series very soon. Yeah, and I just think him being around those guys will really help him. Uh, he loves to learn. Like, yeah. like I said, that this podcast is Learn to Grow. And that's what he does all the time, and he's always trying to get better, uh, outworking competition, and um, – 
like I said, I just wish he would get more recognition because uh, people don't understand how difficult it is to be at the level that he's at and everything that he's been through. Uh, I think he's one of the top athletes of the decade. And I mean, like I said, that's my own opinion, but for sure. All right. So let's take a little trivia break. Um, I told you I wasn't going to give you these questions just because I uh, wanted to you know, keep it confidential, but we're going to call this a playmakers trivia. First question of the day. Um, who has won the most MVP awards in the MLB? And if you know who it is, try to guess how many. Uh, MLB. I want to say, hmm, is it, is it Bonds? It is Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds has won seven MVP awards. Now, this shocked me. I didn't know too much about Barry Bonds, and there's a whole talk about, you know, his use of steroids and all that. But overall, I think he, he was someone who really impacted the game. Uh, but, yeah, seven MVPs. That's pretty incredible. Uh, had one heck of a career there. Um, which Next question is, which sport, uh, professional sport came first, the NFL or the NBA? Or I guess you can say football or, or basketball professionally. I'm, I believe it was basketball. Uh, according to my statistics, it is – uh, football and football oh. began in 1920 and the NBA started in, I believe it was 1940s, 1946. Yeah. My calculations are correct. Uh, but yeah, so um, been a long time that professional sports have been a- around. Uh, third question. Uh, I know us being broadcasters, you might may or may not know this three options for you. Where did Dick Vitale attend college? Was it uh, Duke university, Seton hall, or Rowan University? Well, let's see. I know he did not go to Duke. Correct. Uh, yep. if you're Seton Hall. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know where Rowan University is. So <laughs> I, I'll go Seton Hall. It is Seton Hall. I just kind of added Rowan. I don't I have no idea anything yeah. about Rowan University, but I just kind of added it. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, good there. Um, next one, you should probably know this one. Who came in the league first? Who made their debut debut in the MLB first? Mike Trout or Bryce Harper? I believe I'm pretty sure it was Harper. It was actually Mike Trout. Mike Trout was uh, July 8th of 11, and Harper didn't debut until 2012. So he's a little bit more of a rookie there. Uh, last question. I found this on the internet after googling a bunch of trivia. Uh, dating back, obviously you're a huge soccer guy. Dating back to 1950 in the FIFA World Cup, uh, there was an Indian national team that was forced to withdraw uh, from that cup, uh, I guess, playoffs or tournament. Here's three options for you. Was it because they didn't have enough players, because they didn't have a coach, or because they didn't wear shoes when playing? I'm going to go – I feel like shoes would be the right answer. That is correct. They didn't yeah. wear shoes, so they were uh, withdrawn from the competition because interesting. Uh, it wasn't seen correct. But, yeah, so pretty interesting there. I think uh, you did pretty well on that, on the first version of a Playmaker's View or, uh, or a Playmaker's Trivia. So good job there. We're going to transition over to uh, our favorite moments. I'll start off here uh, in the past decades. So starting from 2010 over to today. 
Uh, my first, obviously, I, this is going to sound really cheesy being a Cardinals fan, but 2011 World Series, uh, David Freeze home run. Oh, yeah. uh, just an incredible game. Um, Joe Buck's call, you know, just um, just the whole game itself has been or was incredible for the city and for the sport. I think a lot of people around baseball, when they think of the Cardinals, they think of that game. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's pretty, pretty incredible. Um, and one thing that goes under the radar is I believe that was Tony La Russa's last season. So um, it was kind of a goodbye call to him that they won the World Series that year, which I think is pretty incredible because uh, me being a Cardinals fan, I really love La Russa. And uh, that was a great way to cap off his uh, career as a, a Cardinals manager. So I believe it was Albert's last year too. Yeah, I think you're correct about that as well because he was signed that uh, contract in 2012. So right, let's uh, hear your first uh, favorite moment of the decade. So my first one I got from the 2013 NBA Finals. Uh, Heat versus Spurs, game six. I got Ray Allen hitting the three-pointer to keep the Heat alive. I remember exactly I was watching this game. I had just moved into my new house. We had no furniture. Uh, the TV just sitting on the ground. I was laying down watching it. And <laughs> the Heat were down. They were trailing throughout the entire game pretty much. And, I mean, even, like, in the last couple minutes, there were Heat fans leaving the arena because they thought the Spurs had it won. And that the Spurs won And if the Spurs would have won that game, they would have won the title. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the infamous call, you know, rebound Bosch, back out to Allen, his three-pointer, bang, you know, tie game, five seconds remaining. I haven't memorized. And, I mean, it's just a great moment. Uh, it's one that I'll remember forever. And yeah. I'm, I think, uh, wrong, you know, LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, all great players. But without Ray Allen, yeah. he never would have won that title. I was just about to add that. He was such a good uh, shooter. Uh, he goes under the radar. And, I mean, oh, yeah. Ray Allen was a great, great basketball player. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, my next one, again, it's a St. Louis thing. I do apologize. But – the 2019 last year Stanley Cup championship as a whole, I guess you could say that playoff run was incredible, um, beat all the odds, finally capped off, um, you know, after being in last place, just outstanding. Uh, but and I remember being in my basement watching it, um, just an incredible moment. Uh, they were underdogs, I guess, the whole season, you could say that. And it's just something that you would see in a movie with them being in last place. I think that, you know, you and I went to the parade and just the way that I think that really helped our city. Um, it's, it's had so much of an impact and um, I kind of miss it. I miss hockey because of that um, because I wanted to see them do a repeat, you know, a championship because they had a good chance. Who knows if it'll resume. Hopefully it will soon. Oh, yeah. but, I mean, it is just incredible. Uh, but let's hear your, your second one. Your second so my one. second one. I got the 2008 College Football Playoff National Championship, uh, Alabama versus Georgia. I got uh, Tua Tungavailoa comes in, leads Alabama to the comeback. I mean, at the first half, I mean, Jalen Hurts, who now is a NFL quarterback, as well as Tua, uh, 
we don't know where Jalen will be playing, but Jalen just wasn't having the best game. Uh, Saban made the tough decision. I mean, his starting quarterback the entire season to bench him and bring in this true freshman uh, from Hawaii to a tongue of Iloa and to his first uh, drive through an interception, which I mean, you know, first game jitters. I mean, you've waited your entire life to play in moments like this. And he threw an interception and he, you know, brushed it off, let that behind him. Then came back, you know, his next four consecutive drives led Alabama to points and then currently led them into overtime where on the last play of the game through a bomb touchdown pass to Devonta Smith to lead Alabama to a walk-off national title. And it was just great. I mean, seeing the guy – I mean, you don't – nowadays, you don't see moments like that, you know. I mean, true freshmen, there are five stars all around the country. They come in, start, you know, take it at the beginning of the season. But he was on the bench the entire season. The last two quarters of the season comes in absolutely no he, – he had to warm up instantly. He, of course, Saban told him he was going to come in at halftime. But that pressure after throwing the interception to come in and do what he did to lead him to a national championship was just amazing. Incredible. And just the decision that uh, Saban made. I just think like what was going on in his head to choose him, uh, you know, was, is he, was he the backup officially or was he, he like, he first? was the backup. Okay. That makes more sense, I guess. But yeah. um, fact but I mean, play, the instincts like, to bench your starting quarterback yeah. for who's been there for you and led you to this moment, the entire season. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. Crazy. All right, my last one is uh, Matt Holiday's home run, which was his last at-bat as a Cardinal. This one sticks out to me uh, because um, being a St. Louisan, every time that a player leaves or comes back, you can see the impact that they had on the city. Um, I've never seen – I mean, I have seen a a grown man cry, but uh, Matt Holiday did have some tears, and – it just brings uh, some more joy and excitement to that moment. Um, who would have thought that he would have, you know, came in here? Um, I didn't know too much about Matt Holiday when he came, but I knew he was, you know, a great athlete. He did so much for the city. And, uh, you know, I think he had some great times over in Colorado too. And uh, people love him over there. But uh, in St. Louis, we love him as well. And oh, yeah. uh, that was just an outstanding moment for the city again. Um, just another one of those sports moments that, you know, we all love to relook and rewatch and, you know, cherish because it was, it was an awesome moment. So. With my last one, I have, like you had earlier, the uh, 2019 uh, Stanley cup final win for the blues and just the whole turnaround for the entire season. I mean, when you think about it going from worst to first, uh, at the beginning of January and you know it's you know one series that you think about and like you know without that you know I I mean just the team itself to come around I mean there were we had guys the blues had guys fighting at practice yeah when they were in last place Mm -hmm. 
And for them to come full circle and win that Stanley Cup, the first in franchise history, in Game 7 in Boston, uh, it's... I mean, it was a roller coaster of a season. Me and you both know that. And everyone who is a Blues fan knows that, for that matter. Yeah, it was hard to stick around, like, when they were in last place. You know, just another one of those those yeah. years for the Blues that they were going to, you know, give it away. But, yeah. I mean, here we are. And another thing I like to see was, uh, obviously, he's gone now. But we all love uh, Pat Maroon. Um, his yeah. historical, you know, game-winning shot. And there is just so many small moments uh, that just added up to this great big championship. And I think I remember seeing all these news reports of, uh, I think there was a fight in that Dallas game, like one of the first games. And, you know, the Sharks, we got screwed over by the, the referees at some point. People yeah, thought that hand pass. hand pass. Yeah, there were so many little things that, you know, just, I guess, ignited our fi- the fire of the, I say R because I'm a St. Louisian, but um, it really ignited the fire and it just capped it off. Um, I hope that someday there is some sort of movie created about it because it'd be, you know, outstanding for us to see. I'll tell you what, there is a documentary on Amazon Prime. I watched that during this long quarantine Uh, and it it, it was really good. I loved it. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to kind of cap things off for us today. I appreciate you coming on, Spencer. Hope that, you know, the viewers here got some look back at some great moments and you know like I said feel free to please comment with your your favorite players favorite moments because me and Spencer would love to hear your thoughts Uh, I'm gonna have Spencer on for quite a few episodes so you'll be seeing more of him but like I said guys earlier I hope you're taking care in quarantine um, and you know just stay safe out there and we'll be back with you guys next week here on a Playmakers View.